Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona, Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Hey, and it's Monday morning after the Snowball Derby, folks. I'm home. Kyle's home. And we're going to kind of get you up to date on what happened this weekend. Kyle, uh, our guests are all pretty much in transition of getting home or trying to cover up and make up for the whole week they lost at work last week today. So that being said, Kyle, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, The winner of the Snowball Derby at the end, well-deserved, Derek Thorne in that number 43, guys. Uh, He was strong the whole race. The whole race, Kyle. This is finally his time. Uh, been close on a few occasions, and either getting moved out of the way or some other thing happening. Uh, Derek Dorn finally able to seal the deal and, and win the Snowball Derby. Uh, post-race tech complete. He's the winner. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sammy Smith coming home second, the ARCA East champ this year. Won in the last three ARCA Menard Series races. So uh, a lot of interesting storylines, Rowdy. Uh, late night at the Snowflake 100. Uh you know, finally glad it didn't look like, and, um, you know, you're finally back home, so it seemed like it was a good weekend. Well, I'm going to tell you what, Kyle. Saturday, everything went smooth. They had the cars on the grid, fixing to start the race. I mean, everybody was buckled in, and then here comes this little small drizzle. And you think, well, it did this the night. It did it on Friday night, but it was just a Friday night was just enough to dot the window on the car. And after that, it's a little sprinkle on the car, and that was it. But Saturday night, it started misting, and the more it misted, then it started getting a little harder, a little harder. And basically, Kyle uh, did not get out of that, that track. That race was over. About 2 o'clock in the morning. It had to be run, Kyle. This race had to be run because there was no pushing it off till the next day because you had all these people. Saturday night, Kyle, what in the main? Of course, the main feature is the Snowball Derby, but the Snowflake is the, the second place in there as the priorities of how important the races are. Full house, dude. Those tickets, Kyle, were $15 general admission for Saturday night. And the ticket for the Snowball Derby for that same seat went up quite a bit. So they had to finish the race. They have finished them later. But they were still yeah, we know. Yeah, 4.30, you, right? You would think. Yeah, you would think where I was staged, I could see everybody leaving while it was raining, and I'm thinking, this is it, they're gone. 
But as soon as that rain stopped, it stopped. When it stopped, it stopped. Didn't come back and waver. It stopped. And then you started seeing the crowds coming back, coming back for that 100-lapper, and they was not disappointed. Was not disappointed. And a local guy. Kyle, what about that? Casey Roderick. Definitely helps. Uh, you know, start on the pole, uh, won the race, and, uh, you know, he definitely has some ties in NASCAR. Uh, no, he hasn't been around in a while, but, uh, yeah, um, Casey Roderick getting the win in the Snowflake 100. I'm glad that race got in. Um, didn't know how late it was going to start. I remember chatting with you a little bit. But, uh, yeah, uh, still still think uh, Derek Thorne getting the job done. Uh, Eric, no, Eric Jones had a pretty bad crash with Ty Majeski during the Snowball Derby. Um, I did see the pictures from and, uh, you know, that's just how it is. So, uh, yeah, it's been crazy rowdy. And, um, you know, what, what were some of your highlights from the weekend? What, what did you take from the weekend? First of all, Kyle, you know, it's a great family reunion. You know, I see people a year later that I didn't – that I see more than my family, some of my family members. So, it's, like, it's just a big family reunion as far as who you see. I was really impressed. Uh, I tell you, these NASCAR drivers coming down, uh, Noah Gregson was as nice. Anybody wanted to picture Brad Nikowski, anybody wanted to picture Eric Jones, anybody wanted to picture an autograph, they worked the crowd. Uh, did get to see William Byron as much. It's hard to cover. It was hard to cover everybody, Kyle. But it, it was the same story. Well, I mean, he had 52 a... super late models and 57 pro late models. Yes, that is a lot of cars. Uh, and was not let down by neither one of the second chance races, I'm telling you. they. And, you know, Kyle, it, basically you had the best of the best, and there wasn't that carnage of cars tore up. Now, now there was a few. Eric Jones's car disintegrated. The, the tail end. I don't know what the problem was there. Luckily, Kyle, the uh, we didn't have an issue with a fire with a fuel cell being knocked off. It, fuel cell. Rowdy, Eric, Eric Jones, the Eric Jones crash. Ty Majeski actually got on his roof. Um, from what I've seen, I don't know if you've seen the replay yet, but I have not, it looks uh, like Ty Majeski got on the roof of the back of the number four car, so that, that's why it was so it was so beat up. From at least at least from what I saw in the pictures too, it was beat up. There was nothing left from the uh, back. There was nothing left from the window. Everything was ripped off except the frame and the fuel cell, but everything else was gone. And they tarped that thing up quick, so I. Uh, don't know what really went on there. I'm sure they're going to get to the bottom of why it all fell apart like it did. But uh, Eric was all right. I hated Brad missed the race by two spots, but you know what? Got to talk to the bus driver that houses his motorhome and uh, talked with him a few minutes. That, that coach come out of Oklahoma, he says, I can tell you, how quick this decision was is Brad says, hey, you need to go pick up the bus at Oklahoma and take it to Five Flags down to the Snowball Derby. And uh, 
that that all happened this week quickly. So it was a last-minute decision. Brad had a great-looking car, but looks don't get you in the show. You're right, Rowdy. I, I think having NASCAR drivers come down to the, to the short tracks is great for everybody. I think everybody benefits from it. It's kind of like, you know, when we had Alex Bowman and Christopher Bell racing at Bridgeport Speedway in New Jersey and then going to Bloomsburg Fair Raceway the next night with the All-Stars back in April. Um, I think that that's a win for everybody um, to have them there, have them show up. I mean, Christopher Bell, I mean, had a terrible night at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway. Um, I know I know he had some mechanical gremlins, um, didn't win the B-Main, but, um, you know, and the feature just didn't work out, but... Uh, you know, Alex Bowman finishing seventh in the feature. I mean, he was just in PA a few weeks ago um, running his sprint car at Baths uh, the week after Phoenix. So a lot going on here. And, Rowdy, from my understanding, I know you and I kind of talked about this, about the 48. Um, it looks like Jimmy Johnson will not be getting it. Uh, not that I'm shocked, but, you know, I think uh is going to stay with Alex Bowman probably for a while now. So is he going, is it, will it be 44, 43, and 42? For I mean, that's what I'm thinking. I know they used the 44 with Brian Scott in 2016. And then, of course, with Kyle Petty back in the mid, or excuse me, the late late 90s, early 2000s. So, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, 45 could be an option, too, if you want to go that far. I don't know. I, I can see him running the 44. Um, you know, I think all the history with those those four numbers, the 42, the 43, the 44, and the 45, um, is very important. So, uh, Rowdy, it uh, looks like you had a great weekend at the Snowball Derby. All your pictures are up. That's something I could say today. Um, you can check out the Rowdy Maglite site. Um, all the photos from the Snowball Derby are up on Facebook, all over. So, check them out, the videos. Uh, everything's up, Rowdy. Been, uh, been knocking that out this morning for the show. It, it takes a lot of work to get these pictures and a lot of hustle. And, you know, Reva, you know uh, just to have them up quickly, I would have had them to you sooner. But, Kyle, there was zero, zero Internet going out of there. I mean, the, the Wi-Fi was non-existent. And it wasn't just me. It was everybody. You could use your cell phone, but you wasn't going to send no video out of there. Yeah, Rowdy, something like a complicated situation there, uh, you know, uh, with as many cars and as many drivers that are there. Um, but, uh, yeah, glad we got all the racing in. Um, I know we were talking about rain on, on Saturday um, being an issue. Um, you know, uh, sometimes that's an issue in PA. Um, I don't know if we talked about it all much on, on Thursday's show, but uh, the uh, the World Outlaw schedule is out, and also the All Star Circuit of Champions schedules are out for next year. So um, that kind of came across uh, my Facebook a few days ago, and um, some big dates coming up in PA. Uh, I did, did mention you know the mid the the, the March swing uh, at Port Royal and Williams Grove and Lincoln Rowdy. That that looks like that's going to be the plan now um, to get to those four. I'm going to try and attempt all four. I think that's that's something that you know that's a good investment for us and. That's kind of what I want to do um, to go to all four of those races, and you know maybe get a hotel room, stay over, and not have to drive back and forth every night, and just you know be be smart about it. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I think that's where the year is going to start out. Um, I know you and I have been talking about Daytona. Don't know about that just yet, but uh, you know um, 
I don't know. I mean, I mean, what do you think, Rowdy? I mean, PA in March. I mean, this is a crapshoot, but um, you know, the World Outlaws will be there that time of the year. Well, Kyle, anytime they show up, it's going to be a good show, and, and they're pretty much get get it in. I, I'm kind of impressed. That's a tough schedule. Eight over eighty races in in one season. Eighty-seven races, Rowdy, and that's three or four nights at the World Finals too. That, that's uh, that's a lot of racing, Kyle. I mean, you go into fifty-two weeks out of a year, and <laughs> that that adds up kind of really quirky there. Rowdy, there's some big shows coming up next year in PA. Uh, one that was announced, I think I, I talked to you about it, the All-Stars returning to Sealands Grove. New promoter there. Um, Going to be 10000 to win Sunday, August 20th. Uh, I know the All-Stars, I'm not sure when the last time the All-Stars were there, Rowdy. I think the earliest I can remember is 2018, um, which was run by Ryan Smith from Kunkletown, Pennsylvania, not, not too far down the road here. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how that's going to go. Um, you know, the All-Stars always put on a good show, and uh, they'll be back at Port Royal. They'll have their regular stops, you know, linking with the Dirt Classic. I mean, that'll uh, that'll still be going on. So there's just a lot going on, Rowdy. Uh, here in PA, uh, you know, the dedicated Dirt fans I'm going to get some more racing next year. And uh, like I said, uh, with my birthday being in March, going to try and attempt all four of those World Outlaws races. So uh, like I said, we'll see how the weather plays out. And... Uh, Maybe get to Pensacola one day. Uh, you know, it sounds like it's it's a good time from what, you know, you're saying. And, uh, you know, when you have over almost 120 late models on the ground, that's not too shabby. No, it's not, Kyle. Uh, really not. It was, uh, uh, you know, me talking about the uh, always meeting people that you see over and over and over. I've become friends with it gentleman who uh Kyle, what he does is he he uh designs and delivers and sizes the winners for the snowball derby ring and it is really something and we're going to have kenneth on kenneth's going to come actually probably kyle we'll pre-tape him this week and have him on thursday night Kenneth can. Kenneth said he got. I said, "Well, how long have you been around the Snowball Derby and Five Flags Speedway?" And Kenneth, I would say, Kyle is probably in his late seventies. And he said that his dad and 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 himself was there when they were building Five Flags Speedway. And he said, "I remember walking up this bank as they were grading it, and it being dirt." And if people don't know, you know, Five Flags Speedway was a dirt track to begin with back in the day. And then it got paved in in the early 70s. No, earlier than that, I'm sorry. That was the last repave, I think, Kyle's, was in the late 70s. A lot of drivers don't want repave, but, Kyle, it's a cheese grater, man. It's a, it's a driver's track. you got to be tire management the whole time. Well, well remember, Volusia was paved at one point, too, and they – they went to dirt, so, um, you know, I think that's another one you got to keep in mind. But that, that's what I was thinking when you were talking about 
Five Flags, but uh, I know you've been to Volusia Rowdy, and I know that that'll be around the corner. And I don't know if you saw the, the World Outlaw schedule, but before the PA swing, they returned to Volusia uh, the week before, um, for the weekend before. Uh, they returned to Volusia um, right after the, the, the you know the Gator Nationals, all that all that stuff, you know, in February. I think that's what it is. You know, all that all that great stuff. Um, they returned there, and I know you and I were kind of talking a little bit because I have one. I want to hit two things quick. Well, 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 I got you, Rowdy. Number one, the Talladega World Outlaws show, uh, Sunday or Saturday. I think it's Saturday, March 24th, or Friday, March 24th. It's around my right, right around my birthday. But um, hoping now uh, you can get to that. And then uh, another thing I want to ask you is Red Farmer, uh, the Grand Marshal. Um, you know, you, you got to spend a little bit of time with him. It looked like. I mean, how did that go? <laughs> First of all, when you talk to Red, and I know this for a fact because being at Talladega, you got to, if you're talking to Red Farmer, he's got to read your lips and you got to talk towards the left side of his ear because that's the best one he can hear. Everybody wanted to piece the Red Farmer yesterday. Got to see Red and Noah Gregson carried on a pretty good conversation for a few minutes. But, uh, I. I wonder how Red felt when he was surrounded by all the Hooter girls up there and they taking pictures. But he had a big day. And I, I imagine Red was like me uh, when I got home. It didn't take much for me to fall asleep last night, Kyle, because that Saturday night, 2.30 in the morning. Guys, I've never been at a track that got so foggy. And after the snowflake flake, they were supposed to run the outlaws, and they lined them up, Kyle, and I'd walked out to the car, kind of grab another hot battery and put on the camera, and as I got out there, Kyle, you could not even see the stands at that point. only thing you could see was the office rooftop, and they started the race, tried to start the race, and that cloud that was up in the stands, when you looked again, the stands were clear and all the fog was laying on top of the track, and they they had to call it. They're going to re-race that race on this coming Saturday. There's the only way they could, unless they'd have somehow squeezed them in yesterday, but they decided, I think the majority of those guys are like within a short distance. There was a couple that was... And they had a good field. Those good-looking cars, they got around that track fast. I believe it, Rowdy. I, b- I believe it would have been a good race. Uh, fog sounds like one of those Pocono deals. That's the first thing I think of when you say fog. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad I said glad they got the snowflake in. I, I honestly thought it was going to be one of those 4.30 a.m. deals again, Rowdy. That's when you were, That's what it sounded like for a little while. But I'm glad they got that one in, and uh, yeah, they still got that race on Saturday coming up. Uh, some some extra racing, I guess you can call it, uh, right before the holiday season. So uh, not not a bad way to uh, you know go out for the year. Um, I mean, you know, all the PA stuff is basically done and over with. But uh, you know, that'll be up and running soon. You know, with the indoor racing and everything. So there's a lot going on here. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff, and uh, 
you know, hoping to, like I said, Rowdy, I know you and I have kind of talked about this, hoping to make Port Royal my home track next year. Um, that, that's kind of what we've been discussing, and I think that's kind of what's going to happen, um, to hopefully get out there more often than I can. I mean, the schedule looks really good. looks like the World Outlaw late models are returning there as well. So uh, the Lucas Oil late models is too. So uh, there's just a lot going on, a lot of good vibes here, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Grandview Speedway returning. I mean, that's been some good news. Um, Tuesday, June 27th, the 410 Sprint Car is going to return there. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get a few guests for that one as well. So, uh, uh, special guests. But, um, Rowdy, just trying to, uh, you know, get ready for the holidays here. Not a whole lot going on, but, uh, you know, trying to wrap up some stuff. Uh, like I said, check out all the photos from the Snowball Derby on the website. They're all up and on the Facebook page. And like you said, yeah, it is time-consuming, but uh, just glad to get it all done when I have a few minutes and uh, to make the site look really good. I appreciate it. Um, it's, people, it's, uh, this is not easy. So if you're over there, kind of share it with somebody else and let them experience what, what we work so hard for. I mean, it, it's it's not easy. Uh, Kyle, the least I put on walking this weekend was 5.4 miles, I think. That was uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, the biggest day was, I think, 7.8. And that's a five-eighths mile track. Well, five flags? It was a lot of walking. A lot of walking. Uh, we're going to have Adam Mackey, too. From, I don't know if we're going to have him on before. The, he may be our opening show for the new year. But, you know, if Bob Sargent and some more have come up with a new tour that's going to it's late models, they're going to be running a 10-race series. So I'm looking forward to uh, that. And Adam's going to get us up to speed on what, what tracks and where they're at. Got to talk to some guys. Kyle from Slinger. You know, all these guys, that's that, that's what's so important and impressive here, Kyle. You see these guys that own and run these other tracks, they're always supporting the tracks that they race with and try to work with them, and it, it helps. And it shows. I think it's going to be a good year next year. Um, I, I think kind of going back to, or at least for me, at least going back to the short tracks and stuff, uh, it's kind of where I think I'm going to end up. Um, that's where a lot of my, I'm going to shift a lot of my attention to. Uh, kind of what I want to do. Maybe maybe we'll do Pocono or the Watkins Glen for NASCAR. Not sure yet. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to try and just, you know, kind of take a, a more local approach and, you know, see how Port Royal is. Um, sounds like I'm good to go for next year so. Um, you know, they like us, we like them, you know, so uh, that works out really well. And, uh, yeah, hoping we can, um, you know, seeing how uh, Williams Grove and Lincoln goes, that's another two I'd like to do, um, you know, on a more regular basis. Um, I mean, Lincoln's kind of far from me, two hours, 40 minutes is not the ideal drive in the world. Uh, Williams Grove, two hours, 10 minutes, I mean, it's a little bit better, but, uh, you know, we have that, that news, of course, from the PA swing. Also, BAPS Motor Speedway going to be hosting a World Outlaws race Wednesday, July 19th. 
Um, that was at it. Uh, no All-Stars for them, but they do have the World Outlaws coming there. So instead of going to Bridgeport, they'll be going to BAPS. But uh, Bridgeport also, they're going to be having an, an All-Stars race on May 25th uh, leading up to the uh, the Bob Weicker Memorial at Port Royal Speedway. Again, uh, 10000 to win on Saturday night, 29000 on Sunday. Another big show coming up, so uh, Memorial Day weekend. So uh, a lot of racing rowdy. I'm hoping to make more of these races now that I have a vehicle. I'm hoping to get out to the track a little bit more, um, you know, so I'll stop making excuses and get out there. So that's what I'm going to do and um, do what I have to do, Rowdy, just try and you know the icebreakers in February at Lincoln, and, you know, a few weeks after that, we're already going world out while I was racing in PA. So a uh, nice little birthday present to me, I guess, and, uh, you know, uh, good, to, good to see the, the Central PA swing starting much earlier next year. So, Kyle, I've seen that uh, Kyle Bush was out at uh, Circus of America this weekend practicing. So it was a, I think there were a few drivers. I think Austin Dillon was out there too. So uh, there was a couple of a uh, couple of drivers out there uh, doing that. So, but uh, yeah, um, a lot of stuff going on. I know he has a big. Big change coming up. Richard Childress racing for the 2023 season, the eight car. I'm interested to see how he does in a Chevrolet Rowdy. It's been a while, you know, it's been since 2007 since he last driven a Chevrolet, so uh, with Hendrick Motorsports. But uh, I'm interested to see how he'll do for Richard Childress, uh, you know, when, they, when it opened up. And, you know, also accomplished Motorsports. I think that's going to be another uh, thing. But, uh, we still don't know about the Arca deal yet. Uh, I know it was Toyota based, but uh, no, no really news out of that that I've heard of. But, uh, yeah, uh, Kyle Busch driving the eight car next year. And uh, I know I guess Thursday Night Rowdy will play some, uh, we'll play some audio from the, uh, from the Champions Week. Cause I know you told me that. Uh, you brought that to my attention this morning. So uh, we'll hear from some of the, uh, the championship contenders, uh, Joey Logano, uh, Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson. You know, um, I don't know, it was a weird year, Rowdy. Uh, had some good races toward the end of the season in the NASCAR side of things. Uh, I think the race you were at Homestead was really good. It was a lot of passing, it seemed like, and, you know, it just kind of showed what the what the next-gen car is really capable of. Absolutely, Kyle. I think that kind of showcased the car. And, and, Kyle, we talked about it. We've talked about it all last year. Just wait till the new car comes here. How Kyle's going to win and dominate the race, and because that track fits Kyle to the T, Kyle. Uh, Kyle you, and we talked about it many, many nights, and he, he didn't disappoint us either. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talked about Homestead and, you know, with Kyle Larson dominating. It didn't surprise me at all. Um, I know his trouble was always finishing the race, or at least finishing races in general. Um there, because, you know, you'd have the fastest car all day, and then something, you know, leave the most laps, then something happens, but, uh, you know, and you have to understand, too, you know, that is in the championship four era, um, with Homestead being the finale, uh, it's a little different now, now now with it being a race in the round of eight, so, uh, I don't know, Rowdy, I think this race is going to be just as competitive as it was last year, this year, or in 2023, so, um, I don't know. I thought I liked Tyler Reddick for a while. I thought he had a really good shot at it. Um, Rowdy, you and I talked. Uh, 
I said if, if it's a day race, Larson's probably going to win it. If it's a night race, you can probably see someone like Denny Hamlin or Tyler Reddick win it. So, um, yeah, that was interesting. You know, uh, the truck race, the truck series returning to Homestead, uh, that was a big deal. Um, you know, that kind of set up the championship four. And, you know, it was the last, the second to last race for the truck series. So, um, you know, I got to see the, the regular season finale for the truck series this year. So that was, that was really neat. So, um, yeah, Rowdy, it's been a been an interesting year. You know, we've done a lot. Um, hoping to, hopefully we can build on that a little bit next year and, uh, you know, have a really good racing season. Well, Kyle, uh, Race in America, man, the coverage was absolutely wonderful. If you didn't get to go there, they did rob you on the pay-per-view for the whole weekend. Cheaper than a tank of gas. Definitely cheaper than a lot of folks to drive down and be part of it, but full coverage. Alan D. Uh, our friend Adam Mackey done a wonderful job. Everybody. I mean, even the photos, the videos were good. So I think they've kind of stepped it up. And it seems to be better than what Speed 51 was, Kyle. It doesn't surprise me at all. I think when you have the right people doing the right things, I think everything works out really well. So, yeah, your coverage was really good. Uh, able to share it and post it and, you know, all the videos and, you know, all of them, Jake Finch, Eric Jones, uh, other ones. So, you know, it's good to have all the coverage we can get. And at least we get, you know, even though we didn't get it till today or get it uploaded till today, uh, still, still good to have all that up. Well, Kyle, uh, let's get a little bit on uh, We had some drivers for media day before the banquet and uh, listen to what they had to say. Rowdy, you've seen the, you've seen it. You, you brought it to my attention a few days ago. Um, let's see who we got here. Um, I'll play one. How does that sound? All right. Let me see. Who who do you want, Rowdy? Who would you like? Who who's who 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 do you want? It's that Joey Logano. Logano. Okay. Let me just find it quick. Have it. Of course, guys, you know that we're going to kick this all off with the rower starting uh middle of January. So we've got five, we should have five sets of tickets. The rower gets everybody ready for the 24 hours. We'll be down covering that's the way we're going to open the year off covering the uh, rolex 24 hour we'll have tickets for that hey and kyle i'm going to tell you if you've never been it's a completely different group of race fans it, it, it these tickets are in the in the uh stadium but most of the fans are down in the infield that's where it's all happening at and parking down there is still limited, so we're usually having to park on at lot six outside where the old grandstands used to be on the back stretch. 
And they give us a service. We get a service for so we can bring our stuff in and out, but we can't park and leave. So we have to stage from outside. I see you. You got great sparkles. I love them. Good sparkles. All right. So the media really quick before we get started. Um, we'll do our best to let you guys pretty much run the Q&A, but if you will raise your hands, so we can get a microphone to you. We cannot hear the questions if we don't speak in the microphone. So help us out there, and we'll start with Bob. Bob Hockers, Fox Sports. What, uh, I guess it probably was an easy decision when they uh, gave you the, the when they said that you could pick who you wanted to introduce you, um, can you talk about picking Mario and then hearing what he said about you? Um, I mean, it's a no-brainer for me. That that was the question. They asked me, who, who would you like? Uh, in about a half a second, I answered Mario Andretti. Um, just for, for so many reasons. Uh, he's been such a, a great role model uh, for me. Um, not only as just a racer, but as a person, and for so long, right? Like as a childhood thing, like I said up there, uh, I had his picture on my wall, right? Like, as weird as this sounds, I looked at Mario Andretti before I went to sleep every night as a kid. Right? He was sitting right next to my bed, uh, and I thought it was the coolest thing that he signed something to me. Um, it came from my grandfather, a friend of his, um, got it at a race one time, and it just said, chase your dreams. And uh, I don't know, I guess it's always kind of stuck in my mind, and... Um, Getting to know him over the years, uh, we have a partnership together with MagnaFlow, uh, so I got to you know get to spend some time with him that way and uh, run his throwback car at Darlington uh, was one of the coolest things um, to, to get to do and uh, to hear him up there right like that's still like a pinch me moment because it's Mario Andretti like I don't know like he's the man uh, to hear him like the fact that he knows my name I think is really really cool. Uh, forget going up there and, and uh, introducing me as, as a, a NASCAR champion. So, um, yeah, no-brainer for me because it was such a cool connection uh, there and uh, so cool to see him here and, and to take the time, right? It's kind of inconvenient for him to come all the way here to Nashville to just do that, but uh, it meant a lot. There you go, Claire. All right, Claire. Yeah, so I really thought you did a great job on your speech because it really seemed so emotional and honest and like you must have really thought through what you wanted to say as a champion. And I thought it was the most real and you're always real and fun and all that, but I really thought it was honestly thought it was a great speech. How, how did you put it together and like what do you think of, you know, what you thought you wanted to say there? Uh, if I'm being honest, I put an hour of time into it. And that was it. I put cliff notes up there and said this is, you know, I just want to hit these these bullet points and these people. Um, and if I'm being honest, I when I was, and there's always something you forget, right? Like, there's always something. And I was walking down here and I saw Kurt and I should have congratulated him on his career. Uh, that was that was my mistake. I should have, I should have done that. And, and honestly, as a sport, we should have done that too. We missed that uh, opportunity. Um, so uh, congratulations to Kurt on his amazing career um, and what he's done for our sport, and especially recently. Um, it's been, it's, it's fantastic but um for what you know what goes into the speech i i, I just uh like i said i just, i put the some notes down on, on, on people i didn't want to miss and make mistakes and uh, i just you know had a couple uh you know solid points i wanted to put out there and spoke from the heart 
can you expand upon your relationship with Mario? Like, do you guys text? Do you guys talk on a semi-regular basis? What do you guys kind of talk about? Um, somewhat, I mean, we, we run into each other a few times a year. Um, you know, we've texted and called each other before in the past. You know, I, I wouldn't say we're, like we're calling each other every week and, you know, breaking down the, the race. But uh, when we do get together, it's, it's pretty fun to just uh, hear, um, you know, his stories and all that. But, but also just talk about racing in general. Uh, you know, whether it's IndyCar and NASCAR, and, uh, you know, we have that in common. Um, and, and I don't know, just for me to see him still going out there in that two-seater car and, like, wheeling the heck out of it, or he just drove an F1 car here recently, I can and hear the stories about that uh, from him, was just like, what a what a badass, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's what I think. Like, when he, you hear this guy, like, this man doesn't slow down. He just does not. And uh, he loves, like, he, he truly loves race cars and racing and that's just and he can't get away from it like that's just what it is for him and I just think that is the coolest thing to see somebody that just truly loves it not about the money not about anything else not about the fame it's about racing with Mario Andretti and I just think that is the coolest thing I'd just like to start off by saying that tonight is a great night for us Italian men, so Italia. <laughs> Where'd you immigrate from? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm from Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I immigrated from Westchester County. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyhow, this is, the, uh, this is the third year that we've done Champions Week in, uh, in Nashville. We started out 2019, you know, big events over a couple of days. We had uh, the burnout show on uh, Lower Broadway. Th- this year we... We had the uh, live event last night at Jason Aldean's, but otherwise a lot of uh, mostly formal engagements like this without a lot of fans in the picture. J- Joey, does, does this weekend more so than the past couple of Champions Week feel like a big corporate party? Um, and, and would you like to see more fan engagement next year? I, I wouldn't call it corporate. It's an industry party. Gotcha. Right, because we're all part of the industry. Um, right, and, and, and that's something that, that is important, and, and there is fans here, right? I mean, yeah, we didn't do the burnouts, and, and I do miss the burnouts, if I'm being honest. I'm, I love shredding tires, right? That's, that's my thing. <laughs> so I do miss the burnouts a lot, uh, especially doing it as a champion is always a, like, that's the best one to do it, right, because you have a real reason to, to do a burnout. Um, <clears throat> so I miss that part of it, and I always thought that was a great success, um, you know, on, on the boulevard with all the fans and uh, doing the interviews afterwards and all that was was always pretty fun. Um, so hopefully we can bring that back uh, next time we have uh, this award ceremony. I, I love that. I hope we can. Um, I know it's a lot of logistics and it's expensive, right? It's not cheap to bring all those race cars out here, but um, it is something that I think everybody enjoyed for sure. So I do miss that part, to, to be honest with you. But, you know, the, the, the banquet is, yeah, we're supposed to have, uh, you know, a lot of our, our team members here, our media people here, our sponsors here, uh, our owners, our drivers. Our, yeah, it's an industry party. Um, that's what the, this is intended to be uh, at its origin. Like that's that's what this is supposed to be. Um, and I think they've, they've kind of held on to that. And um, when you connect the Xfinity and truck industries along with the cup, like, you know, you got a lot of people, right? Like, you got too many people, right? There's only so much room you can, can really do that in. Thanks, Joey. Yep. Joey, you said about the sport, you and the sport should have acknowledged Kurt tonight in his career. What, what, what was your relationship with Kurt, and what would you say to him and, and to acknowledge and give your due to him? Yeah, I mean, um, 
you know, my relationship with Kurt as a, as a competitor, um, you know, Kurt was, honestly, if I'm, I'm being 100% honest, when I came in as a rookie, Kurt was one of the few people that actually talked to me, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, it, to me, it said a lot about it, his, his character. Um, you know, and I got to spend time with him over the years. We went to Columbia and raced in Juan's, uh, you know, go-kart tournament over there. Um, you know, got to know him fairly well there. Uh, but I'd say his involvement uh, in the Driver Advisory Council um, was probably, he was the most impactful person in there outside of Jeff Burton. He was the most impactful driver <laughs> in that, especially when he got hurt. Like, he was he was all in. Like, he was... I think he had more time than the rest of us at the moment, um, unfortunately, but he took that time to, to really grow our sport. Uh, shows to me a true champion, true Hall of Famer. Like I said, we should have honored him tonight uh, more than we did. All right. Can you, oh, go ahead. So there's two different times today where Roger, he stopped talking about racing to bring up, you know, you and Brittany handing out turkeys before the My Homestead race. It wasn't mean that he wanted to talk more about, you know, that personal side as opposed to the actual on-track stuff. Um, I mean, to me, it kind of means the most um, because your character is all you got, right? Like that's that's who you are, and and um, like I said, we don't, we don't do it for the recognition, but I also believe that attitudes are contagious, and that sometimes you need to you need to tell everyone what you're doing because I think it inspires more. Um, so. I try to promote some of the things that we do. Um, not all the things, but some of them that, that I think can inspire other people. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and, you know, the relationship that I've been able to grow with Roger and Kathy uh, over the last 10 years, right, it's it's not a, it's not just a, hey, I drive for you, boss, and, and that's it, right? Like, I think, like, there's real care there, right, like, for each other. It's not just a transactional uh, you know, business agreement, you know, like that is there, don't be wrong, but it's also, uh, you know, to me, when you drive somewhere for that long and those relationships grow um, with Roger and Bud and Tim and Mike and Walt and you know, Travis, all these guys that, that lead our team for the whole time I've been there. Um, and to be part of that, that group uh, now is, to me, it means a lot. It, it's, there's a lot of value in that. You know, this year, uh, when they came to the table about resigning me, um, I wanted to sign as long as I could because there's nowhere else I want to drive. Uh, and I told them that. <laughs> so, like, let's go longer. Like, why wouldn't we? Um, this is this is home for me. Uh, they, they've you know provided a, a great opportunity. Uh, and tonight, like you said, he shows he cares. He cares about us as, as people, and he does that with all his employees. Uh, even when you know some real issues come up. Um, in people's personal lives. I've seen this happen many, many times inside our, our company. He supports them uh, when it's very easy to just kick them to the door. And, and all, he has all the right to, actually, and a lot of them, to, to do it. And, and I don't think anyone would judge him for it, but he doesn't do that. And that's a big, to me, uh, example of his character. All right, we'll do one final question. Oh, sorry, Dustin, go ahead. Roger's wife, when when they mentioned when you mentioned that that they took a chance on you, she looked like she was going to cry. She was all in emotionally, and I don't know what your relationship is or how she feels about you, but she was like tearing up when you said mm -hmm. that. Like, I don't know if she was a part of convincing him or if you have a relationship with her too. I love Kathy. Uh, Kathy and I, um, 
I think we got close. Uh, it was my first year I was at Penske, and uh, Roger invited me on his boat. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, most of the time, Kathy and I played backgammon the whole time. <laughs> and she taught me how to play, and we played like almost the whole trip and had fun. And so I think we've really formed a good relationship there. And Kathy, uh, she's just fun. Uh, she's a very fun person to be around. And <clears throat> something she does uh, for all the drivers, not just me, but anytime uh, a Penske driver wins, she gets an article uh, that is written probably by some of you guys. Um, it's from different places almost every time, but uh, she gets the article and, and puts it on a plaque and like puts it on a metal, like it's printed on like a metal plaque and they're really, really cool. Um, and so every time you win, you, you can bet in the mail two or three weeks later, Kathy's going to send you one of these things. And it's so cool uh, to have that along with the trophy because the trophies are great, but honestly, you forget what happened in the race a lot of times. So it's kind of fun to have those on the wall and read. Like I've done this long enough now that I, and thank God we have enough wins that you start to forget some things. Uh, so it's, it's a good way of, of reminding me of what that's like. And so those are really cool on the wall. <coughs> Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, what was it like to see Joe Gibbs, Ty Gibbs, the Gibbs family? I'm sure you've had a little bit maybe contact through text or whatever, but maybe to see him or if you've even had a chance to, to say anything to him tonight. Yeah, I spoke with, I spoke with Ty after um, after the race, and then uh, you know I was got to spend some time with him last night at the champions dinner. Um, you know, and, and yeah, it, you don't know how much to bring it up or not, right? But you know, because you don't want to yeah dwell on or take away from from his championship either. And so um, just kind of you know you, you put her arm around him and say, hey, we're here for you. You know, you need something, reach out. Um, you know, Ty's a he's a good young kid. Um, he's an aggressive racer. He's going to go through a lot of the same things I went through. He's going to learn a lot of things. He's going to make the mistakes. I know it. <laughs> um, been there. Uh, so I can show a little bit of uh, empathy for that piece of it. Um, but to my point, what I said out there, take risks, make mistakes. Um, that's, that's very important. And that's why you see Ty as an Xfinity champion already is because he's not afraid to make mistakes. He's not afraid to take risks. Um, he's going to learn from them. Um, but I think that's, uh, you know, to me, a uh, sign of growth and and what will be his future in the in uh, in, in the Cup Series. Yep. Thanks. All right. Time. Great job, Joey. All right. I'm gonna go party, guys. Enjoy See you later. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. Thanks for everything. Yeah, man. He's going to go party. I would too, Kyle. I mean, he deserves it. He won the NASCAR championship, so I might as well. Yes, sir. He did. Well, Kyle, uh, it's been a long, long weekend. Seen a lot of good folks and seen a couple of worthless ones. But you know what? That's always what happens. The good outshine the worthless ones. So we don't know many bad apples, but I know a couple, so. Stay away from them and keep moving. With that said, Kyle, what you got? Take us out of here to Thursday night. We're going to have a full night of events um, from the snowball to close it out, the snowball, and then get ready to. Uh, I think we decided the 16th of December would be our last show, so we'll crank it back up on the 6th, getting ready for the roar and the 24 hours at Rolex.
Sounds good to me, Rowdy. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Like I said, kind of getting ready for the holiday season here. Um, able to, to go out and do some holiday stuff this weekend, which was nice. Um, but other than that, uh, just getting ready for uh, next year with the racing season. Uh, i got a lot going on. You know, the World of Outlaws, the All-Stars going, coming to PA. So there, there's a lot. Um, you know, it looks like Bloomsburg's coming back for the racing season. So there's a lot of racing to happen next year. Uh, Grandview going to be back, uh, Port Royal, the usuals. Um, looking forward to getting back there. And, you know, I think that's kind of where the 2023 season is going to start, at least outdoors. Uh, I'm still not sure about the indoor season yet. I'm still contemplating on it. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll make those four-wheeled outlaws races and uh, come back to you on the show and talk about it. Sounds like a plan, Kyle. Uh Man, I appreciate everybody that's helped us out all year. You know, without their, their little bit of help, a lot of this stuff wouldn't be able to bring it and share it with you. I'm on TikTok. It's on fire. Got a lot of followers. I'm not a TikToker. Well, folks, that's where it's at right now. People are paying attention, so got to get used to it. Kyle, appreciate it, man. As always, that light shining till, uh, it don't shine no more, Kyle, and that's going to be a long ways off. So stay tuned. Thursday night, we'll be have more on Snowball Derby. We'll have the winner. Uh, still got a few things we got to close before we finish up the 2022 season, man. See you next. See you next Thursday. This Thursday night coming. It's next Thursday night. Thanks, Roddy.